0: Hi, I'm Johnny Lynch. I'm here with Lennon and special guest Gus of the Nerd Eye Podcast. We're here to examine how tropes bleed across movies, video games, and TV shows. For this episode Folklore, welcome to Dystropia.
1: Fucking, I just hate that shit We're trying to be different. You're being a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Episode
0: seven.
1: Was it seven? I, I don't Or know. whatever order we put these yeah, out. Yeah, whatever we put let's, yeah, like, like,
0: let's, let's do a completely uh, new intro for that then. then. Another episode. Another episode. <laughs> yeah, Because
1: yeah. I do kind of like, we record. Uh, if anyone hasn't figured this out, I'm surprised. But we do record like two at a time We each of our guests, and then I like, stagger them so it's not, you're not listening to the same person. One after oh, the other. No, yeah. So, like, there's a bit of kind of, oh, it's this person this week.
0: Um, so, so, we're joined here with Gus today, our second or possibly first Nerd Eye alumni. <laughs> we don't know. If <laughs> we no, we've we, yeah, yeah. we put but out but one helmet. We put out one helmet. Yeah, so has been there.
1: So, yeah. a- another of Nerd Eye fame. Yes. Yeah, so the long, yeah, the long drunken rants. This <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> did you see that, the live one we did? I listened to it. Cool. I was going to go down to it and I was walking home first to get changed and I was like walking to town for some reason it was just busier than it normally is now, now I already hate Dublin City <laughs> on a Friday night I don't really feel like i got into that I yeah. can listen to it at home because I, I even messaged Andy and he was like oh it's on stream and I'm like it's fine I'll, yeah, I'll it's just, catch it just catch it it. we were it lucky enough to get sponsored by Paris, so oh nice that, oh that, nice
2: yeah. <laughs> 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 our friend his housemate Andy uh, who was on it you could tell the moment when he got Drunk, because he just went bright purple, <laughs> and he's just on stream and he's like shouting as Scottish as possible at whatever we were talking about, and yeah, so it was really really good fun, but man, we got drunk, we got drunk really really
1: quickly, and it, the quality degenerated very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> this is also the um, the same podcast that in the prep meeting for. And got put Oh yeah, yeah, and he got powerbombed as part oh, of it. Well, I mean, <laughs> as prep goes. Because
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> the intent was they were going to do it live. And I was like, this is not going to be a good idea. But okay. <laughs> so I'll show you the video later because I, I recorded it. I yeah, I love so that they did it just
0: a practice one in case like they needed yeah, an ambulance <laughs> or something. Pretty yeah, much yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: You're like... Um, Will we kill somebody? Let's find out first. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: For fun. insurance reasons.
2: For we have to say we've rehearsed. Yeah. I think yeah. we're going to do another one uh, in Christmas, I think. Fantastic.
0: Fantastic. I love it. Well, if a, um, if, a, if a rival whiskey wants to sponsor me, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be perfectly happy with that. Um, cool. So today's episode uh, is about folklore. Yeah. Uh, again, a broad term, but uh, something that was super interesting to come up with.
1: Um, yeah, it was just a, t- a title that kind of popped into my head because I was like... There's so many um, reworkings, modern retellings, adaptations. And I would, part of it I was looking at uh, one that's coming up, and it's not my film choice, so I'm not jumping the gun here or anything. But was that one I'm really looking forward to is Bright, the Joel Egerton <coughs> and Will Smith Netflix film, which is basically Shadowrun, but in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like um, it's a world where orcs and elves oh, and yes, yes. fairies and all that exist and alongside mm. belongs to humans but other than that it's essentially modern day uh, thing and it's a, it's it's one of those ones that's like okay they're using this partially as an allegory for racism because mm. it's like oh we have a diversity hire and it's an orc Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, it's yeah. you know and like there's a bit where they're oh. in the cruiser and they go into a car and there's a ga- basically a gangbanger beside him and he, he like gives the head nod to Joel Erickson's orc and, orc and Joel Erickson's like giving the head nod so. back and it's like and then like Wilson's character like what the fuck's going on yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. so it was you know the the I I I like that idea. I've always been interested in stuff like that where it's like, cool. You're not just trying to oh let's tell the same story again. Yeah. yeah. It's let's. What if we took this and got fucking mental with it? Because <coughs> I always, even if it comes out shit, I I respect the effort in that. Mm. Because it's still yeah, like you you were trying to do something that was memorable. There yeah. there was a show out years ago called Alien Nation.
0: Yeah. Based on the film as well. Oh, it was based on the film. Yeah. 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 I think the I
1: was, film has uh, Mandy. Patinkin? Patinkin. Yeah, Patinkin.
0: Yeah, he's in it. yeah, he's the alien. I, I never saw an episode, I just always saw ads for it and things like that. And I, to this day I really respect it because it was so weird, even just from the ads, of like the idea that there was aliens and humans living side by side. Oh, it's just District 13. I should say. District 9? Oh, District 9, yeah. yeah it's yeah. just District 9. Mm-hmm. It's basically refugees, um, they were a slave
1: labour on a ship, and it arrives and then they they, um, they, were like taken on board and they're basically integrated into American society. And again, an allegory for racism, and that they even do the whole thing where, um, so there's the whole thing in in America where, a lot of African American families their names come from, the person who set them free. Yes. They would adopt mm-hmm. the name of the man who set them free, um, and in this, it's actually they adopt the names of cities, or, or, where they or like, like, yeah, yeah. Or so yeah. like the one of the main guys in it is uh, uh, George Francisco. Right. So he's named after San Francisco. That's good news. Yeah. And, but like, there, there were some really th- things that were interesting in that series, little things that they did. And there was just this little tiny premise that made something really fucking interesting. Mm. Like, salt water burns them like acid. Right? right. So there's literally a bit where you see someone getting killed yeah, because right. she goes out to get in her swimming pill and somebody salted the swimming pill. And she dives in without realizing. And, then and, she's, yeah, just, yeah, and yeah. she's fucking <laughs> melting. Like. Yeah, yeah. Um, their blood was pink because it oxygenates
0: differently. And they, and they drink, drink sour milk. Yeah, they drink rotten food and oh, sour milk. Sour. And I remember them in the car. It's like, God damn, man, your food stinks. And it's like such a racist thing you to say yeah. to somebody. And it's yeah. so perfect for the aliens that he's drinking sour milk. Yeah. And your man's like, but every so often he would say something like, "I'll oh, try something. I'm, like, I'm not going to try sour milk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's, like, it was the whole thing of like, they would bring it, and I, was, it, I remember watching it growing up, and I was just kind of fascinated because I was like, this is, the, there was a kind of, a run of really good, but really cheap sci-fi, sci-fi. in yeah. the like late eighties, early like V and like the usual yeah. V series and stuff like that. And I remember just like I think I'd finished watching V and I was like, I need something else and like yeah. Alienation was on. I was like, Let's watch this. Okay. And I'm like <laughs> I'm watching, going, This is kinda of weird but kind of interesting. And at the time I didn't realise it was the whole racism thing because yeah, yeah. was I think it was nine or ten. I'm just like aliens and guns yeah. and like they're detectives and this is awesome. And then I'm like, you know, it was when I, wa- I was thinking about it later and then I watched the film and I was like, it's actually a really good yeah. way of doing it like yeah. So yeah, it's that whole kind of, it's a weird intersection of things, mm. which I like, because it was kind of rooted in the everyday, it was, we're investigating crime. And well, that the, it just the, happens to be, yeah. Yeah, and, and this one, Bright, is, is, is a similar thing. It's your man, David Ayer, who did, um, he did Fury, and he did Training Day, and he did... Um, Sweet. And a Watch. And he also but he also did Suicide Squad. I don't know why it comes with so, the director. From the director of Suicide Squad. It's like don't do that. That's yeah. <laughs> like oh, from this prick. It's like ah, that, you know Still made a lot of money, that's what yeah. they care yeah, about. Yeah, it's so. like <laughs> isn't he awesome? He shit himself once. It's like don't don't <laughs> Oh sorry. And then, yeah, from the director from the, from the director of Academy Award winning film Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> That's still correct. me. But yeah, so it's, that's why I just thought. It's a kind of a broad term, the folklore, and it's kind of been it's been done in different versions, so I just was kind of interested to see what we could come up with. Mm-hmm. This could be a complete clusterfuck of an episode, because we could suddenly go, I think it's this, and you're going, no. you like, wait, what? I'm sitting here going,
0: this is not exactly how I interpreted this already. yeah, Johnny, what was your TV series? I'll do TV. Um, Very quickly, I'll do the spoiler warning that we've been... Uh, yeah. avoiding doing every time this thing was, we no, keep forgetting like talking about pop culture there's going to be spoilers we're pro- we usually talk about the title of whatever the franchise is we are going to start talking about you can skip ahead but you're on a pop culture podcast there's going to be spoilers no you don't skip ahead you pause you go watch the entire watch thing that it. we're yes, talking yeah. about I don't
1: also care if it's be. 10 seasons <laughs> and then you come back absolutely <laughs> you're, you're in this with a long haul
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah and then you'll have a backlog of other episodes to watch anyway so yeah
0: uh, cool um for folklore, for me, I was kind of thinking of it as that idea that it's cultural shorthand. It's that kind of thing that's in the back of your head somewhere. Yes. And for me, a very good one is the book Haunted by Chuck Polanowick," because it really annoyed mm. me. And I'll get to the TV series in a second, but there, it really, really annoyed me because there was stuff in it that just couldn't possibly happen. There was a bit where somebody's brother had uh, jerked off in a swimming pool and she managed to get pregnant because of it. I was so annoyed by this because it's such a stupid factual error. That like that, you know, semen couldn't survive on a swimming pool. That's it's such a ridiculous thing. Yeah. But it's such a piece of American folklore that you get <coughs> pregnant off a toilet seat, that you get pregnant from a swimming pool. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole thing that they everybody needs to be a virgin before married, they have this whole very weird like um, thing about that. That this has got into their folklore and I realised reading Haunted then that everything in it was a, an urban legend, absolutely everything in it. Um and going back through it, then I really enjoyed the book. Um. So for that, my first kind of TV show that jumped to mind was American Horror Story, uh, specifically Murder House, the first season, okay. and it, I, tried, I tried watching
1: it. Yeah. Couldn't get into
0: it. Couldn't get into that. so, it, it goes back through all the old slasher movies. It goes back through like Shining and anything, any haunted house movie from Psycho yeah. to even mm-hmm. Adams Family references. There's it,
1: House of Haunted Hill references in the first yeah. season and everything, yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, there's just so enjoyable to if you know anything about kind of LA folklore because it's it's in LA and the Black Dahlia features very heavily and like the Lindbergh baby and like all these it's about kind of celebrity culture and celebrity folklore and the dark side of that. So that kind of that kind of jumped to mind immediately as the modern folklore of that kind of thing, uh, and the one I decided to go for instead was Penny Dreadful, which is the one okay. that was done. In there, but it was done between Sky and some American company in 1999. It was filmed here, wasn't it? It was filmed here, it was filmed in Trinity. Um, I knew people who were in Trinity it at the time. It wasn't 99, it was 2009. Yeah. It's, I thought it was still filming up until recently. Oh, sorry. I, I've got 1999 written here because it, uh, it means that I don't have to talk about TV shows at all. I can segue completely into The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, <laughs> the comic book that came out in 1999. Because okay. I don't want to talk about TV shows. I want to talk about the <laughs> okay. comic book. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Sure. Uh, sure. From Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill because that was the absolute most delightful thing to read, to be known that every page was so densely packed with every bit of folklore and every bit of um, Victorian and uh, literature and eventually Americana and everything like that, that you're reading stories and you know that everybody in it is somebody from something, from Gulliver's Travels, from Shakespeare, from Dracula or Sherlock Holmes or anything like that. It is, it, have you read through the comics? No. I, here's the thing. I,
1: I, I met Alan Moore once at a, at a signing. <laughs> <laughs> you are really had, like yeah. Holding. I, I, your I had mind. a hard I had a hardback, uh, the hardback edition of FIFA Vendetta. I wanted to get signed. Yeah. And he was so fucking ignorant. I was like, no, go, go fuck yourself. Oh, like I I watching him the way he was interacting with people ahead of me. Mm. Um, oh, I, the, the, and and he and he had an assistant to either side of him. Mm. And I don't know if this was just a setup for that particular event. But he's Alan Moore. If he, if, the, if he saw, if that was a requirement of the event, he could have said something to them and they probably would have entertained him. Yeah. Hmm. But it was like, you hand it to the person on his left. Yeah. Or yeah. on his right. <coughs> yeah, yeah. And, oh, what's your name? Yeah, cool. And he hands it to Alan Moore and Alan Moore signs it and, I hands, it to you, and I hands it back to you. Sure. There was no interaction. <laughs> and <laughs> I walked all the way up with the book and I was like, I was going to get you to sign this, but you've just been, you're just ignoring all these people. Go yeah. fuck yourself. And I just off. So like, he's just, he's just been a cunt. Oh, so yeah. just from that, I just like I lost interest that, in reading the stuff. Because it was just like, yeah, sure, you create great, great commentary pieces and really good stories. yeah But I don't want to support an arsehole.
2: Yeah, he's a, th- but he's a
1: sex wizard. <laughs> I've encountered
2: that with um, a couple other people. I think it could just be from a scale sometimes. Because I know when I went to John Avon, the artist, he was the same way. They, they had a person who would ask you for whatever it was, get it, then funnel the information to him so that and it's more a question of they're trying to get through as many people as possible, mm. not necessarily that he doesn't want to talk to you. Now Alan Moore could still be a dickhead there. But you can he still can say hello. You can ask what your yeah. name is. Yeah. yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? That's like, what I mean like it's, like it's not
1: it's not difficult for, for that to happen. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like the and and with, with John Avon I can understand for anyone who doesn't know he's like he's a. Uh, uh, an artist, he does a lot of stuff for Magic the Gathering. He does mm-hmm. some, um, he does some other stuff. Phenomenal artist, really good for like landscapes and scenes and stuff like that. Doesn't do a lot of character art, but he can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He but he suffers from chronic fatigue. So when he do, when he does signings at events, he's only there for three or four hours because uh, like, whereas other guys might be there for the day, it's because yeah. he can't do it. He yeah. can't keep it up. Mm-hmm. So in that case, sure, efficiency is like key is key, <laughs> but like, how hard is it to go? I'm sorry, what's your name? Cool, Thanks very much. what those of you mean? Uh, it's, it's, it's not a big deal.
0: Yeah. I, I, think, I think then, just um, going back to Penny Dreadful as the TV show, uh, if we take folklore as this kind of idea of cultural shorthand, it is so handy to be able to watch a show and they make a passing reference to Dracula or a, a vampire and they don't have to go into it at all. There's no origin story, there's no nothing. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, a vampire. I know exactly what you're talking about. Please continue. Like, please continue the story. Move on. There's absolutely no need to, to dwell on that. Um, and I would recommend the show Penny Dreadful, but it is relentless there is no comedy in it at all I know someone who was in that it, it, Ken's uh, girlfriend was in
1: it that's it yeah as extra as an extra yeah, yeah no John McBerry was in it as an extra as well yeah because it was it was filming uh, yeah only last that's year. why you said 99 I was like <laughs> no <laughs> <30 seconds." Yeah. laughs> this it can't go, be right <laughs> you'll have to
0: see Irish young ones wearing bodices then <laughs> floating around the background watch Penny Dreadful. yeah but,
2: Lots and lots of very very thick skirts. Yes, <laughs> uh, it
0: could it could have used some of the the supernatural or grim kind of uh, levity in it. That's you can't you can't keep a show that serious a tone for that long. So it's just
2: trying to be grimy and. It's trying to be gothic. It's trying to
0: be as. Uh, but it's a it's a good show. It's it's definitely worth it if you're watching a bunch of other light hearted shows. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, recommend it. Mm. What about yourself, Chris?
2: What be your TV. TV? Yeah. Um, yeah, when I was looking at this over overall, it was kind of looking at the mythology aspect of it and kind of delving into how we use different legends and tales and stuff. So the one that kind of came straight away, I was really afraid you were going to say it because you said American. I was like, shit, but it's American Gods, mm. which is only very recent now but and based on the book. Mm-hmm. But I find it's a very, very good way of encapsulating how tribalism and different cultures can transport themselves and move across... So in the very basic premise for anyone who hasn't seen it or read the book by now by Neil Gaiman. Wait a sec. go watch it now? (coughs) Yeah. Welcome back. (laughs) It's about, uh, essentially Eastern European and European and anywhere, anywhere in the world's gods. And they make the trip towards America because it's a new, a new uh, frontier for them. And it's a place where they can go and learn about different cultures and basically use them so they can have more powers. Uh, it's set in present, rough present day, at the time, and there's the main main character, Mister Wednesday, who is being is trying to uh, allure this the other main character, Shadow Moon, into uh, joining him on this journey so that he can fight a war between the old gods and the new, and he kind of slowly grabs grabs him in and reels him in and shows him all the stuff, but mm. uh, it's really interesting because they have like each week in particular with the shows they would highlight a particular aspect. So they, they would have a, an opening scene which would have different connotations of what's been going on. So, for example, there's an excellent scene with Mr. Nancy, who's this African-based god, and he literally speaks to the slaves on the ship. Yeah, he's, <laughs> a,
1: he's, actually, he's actually the spider god, and Nancy, They're always like um, corruptions of the name or, or something like and that. And
2: yeah. he speaks to them in full-blown, present-day, modern suit, nicely tailored and everything, and they're all sitting on this Dutch slave ship, I think it is, yeah. from like the seventeen hundreds, and he's basically telling them, in a very modern sense of like, you're slaves. This is ridiculous. If you want to be the people you want, you're gonna to have to change, and you're gonna to have to do.
1: It's it. something like the line of something like, you're fucked, not just now, but for the next two hundred years. years. So you're gonna get angry about it.
2: Yeah, what are you gonna do about yeah. it? Are you? And basically, he's he's trying to get tell them to be better than themselves, but he's also really going. If you worship me, I can give you a hand. Yeah, yeah, and I can be more powerful then and do so on. Uh, so it's a really interesting show. It, it pulls together lots of different tales and legends. They take a an interlude to talk about uh, a leprechaun. Mm. Um, yeah,
1: they do. Meanwhile, in America, there's <coughs> this kind of recurring motif that they have where it comes up because it's it's not Anubis, it's Jack, it's Jacqueline Hyde. Yeah, it's um, um, it's Anubis and. Can not remember the other god's name? Ibis. No, that's Mister Ibis. Yeah. yeah. Oh uh, God, Yeah, I'm trying to remember the other one now. Um, no, no, because it's it, it, it's Anubis and Ibis. Then, like it's uh, yeah. no, no. no, it's not worse. Yeah. So, so basically, it's one of them. Will is writing all the stories of the gods' death <coughs> and he um, and he's like, you know, he it, so it starts off. He's really like, you know, nice handwriting. And starts off with, me. Mean, uh, meanwhile, in, in America, America, and then it cuts to a transition of like telling this story and it's usually the origins like so that one with um, Mr. Nancy is done the same way it's done yeah exactly um, the and it's, Orla- it's your man Orlando Jones and he's like the, I, I, I actually think that scene harmed that show because it's not in the book Yeah. and when I watched it and then there was like two or three more episodes but no Mr. Nancy it's I was that's like it's like, really fucking annoying because <laughs> he was amazing did not <laughs> they show up no, like, <laughs> oh, It's it's that's literally like you know showing half a nipple through the curtain and then like yeah. the stripper fucking runs off. I'm <laughs> like, don't do this to me. This is this is a really 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 good fucking portrayal, and he's fucking nailing it. Like he's more entertaining in that one scene than the entire book. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm just like, there's lots of really good bits in it. Like yeah. The casting of it is
2: excellent, um, and McShane is. I, I don't I, I, I don't
1: I don't know if it like I mean like there's there's a couple of things that. Um, I think it's interesting that now that it's transferred to TV where they have to hide some stuff better and they, or they have to make more effort to hide stuff. Yeah, sure, yeah. For As a, and there are big reveals. Or yeah. Well, it's not related. So, um, obviously, like, spoilers. Just go read the fucking book if you haven't. Yeah. And if you start moaning it's like at me... 20 years old now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. if you start moaning at me, I don't care. <laughs> so, Mr. Wednesday, if you go back to the original names, Wednesday it's is a corruption Odin's of Day, Odin's yeah. Day. So oh, it's yeah, Odin, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But it's one version of Odin. Mm-hmm. Because the whole idea is that the gods exist in multiple forms. It's The, the one that's in America is the one that was created by the first worshippers of Odin mm-hmm. reaching America yeah. and beseeching him,
0: mm-hmm. So that
1: created this version of him. But the original one was still there. In Europe. In Europe. Right, right, right. He just got a, a fractional, fraction weaker. Because mm-hmm. their power is derived by the amount of people who still believe in them. Mm. and this is the, the whole thing with the war he's trying to get because he's like either way people will believe in me mm. because he's, the, he's a war god Odin yes, is yes. a war god so it's he's trying to get that there's a guy and, and I thought this was quite interesting so when my housemate was reading the book when Vin was reading it yeah. he never made the, the connection, connection between uh, Loki oh yeah Loki yeah Lockie. so it's it, as he, he only never heard it pronounced as Loki yeah right but obviously there's Loki, the trickster god. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, your man Shadow Moon, who's Baldur, is in prison mm. at the start of the book and his cellmate is called, called Col- Low-Key, as in as L-O-W-K-E-Y. Low key things yeah, Low-Key. Yeah, he's Low-Key Right. Right? And so, he's yeah, he's Low-Key and, and he never <laughs> made a connection because the pronunciation in his head was different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas when they're specifically staying it on screen, he never says his cellmate's his, his, name, yeah. name. Of course. And I was, I was even looking out for it because then he shows up later on and but they just do a flashback with him they don't really no 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 but it's a different horror. actor playing him but it's an actor who looks exactly like the guy who's playing the Mr. World character Mr. World yeah when else does he show up then I mean, he, I'm at the forgetting s- at him the s- Mr. World shows up in the police station yeah but Loki oh sorry you mean that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so there's, 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 they've got, got two actors that look almost identical and put them in, and it's like so. It's for anyone who's read the book and knows the connections. They're yeah. like, that's actually really good. That he's yeah. slightly different. Mm. They, like, they didn't put the same guy and just try and make up him or anything. Yeah, it's I'm impressed just, like, that, they, actors, like. that they managed to find somebody
2: who kind of looked like Chris
1: Glover. But that's what I'm saying. He's, <laughs> in, he's in season two of Hannibal. He's yeah. he's he's worked with the guys before, like. But it's just I was just fat. I'm like wow,
2: because he's not uh, like he's in, regular yeah, looking dude. Like that's that's, that's yeah, he's a face for radio. It's. Um, <laughs> it's uh,
1: as do we all. That's why we're on about that. Um, but yeah, and, and, and there's it, just the that whole kind of uh, how they've had to manipulate around stuff like yeah. that has been very interesting. At the
2: same time, they don't really, because the book is very different in how it approaches that. Mm. Like, oh yeah, yeah. But, they but haven't the really that they hinted just, at it at all. But the fact
1: that they just don't say the name. Yeah. The yeah. Fa- you know, I'm like, I like that because they're like, we're not even going to risk anyone figuring it out. Oh, well, you'd know it instantly. But this is the thing. Yeah. like, oh, But like, people might, like, in the Nordic countries it's more pronounced Loki, not Loki. Yeah. So it's like, even if someone was watching it to be like, they wouldn't necessarily like realise. Yeah. I just thought it was a nice little thing that like, and it was interesting to see them have to do these little slight contortions to kind of get around mm-hmm. stuff like that. One thing I also like about the series is that they focus more on his wife and Matt Sweeney. Yeah. Because like, Matt Sweeney shows up, he's the, the leprechaun played by a guy called Pablo. It's. Um, Leave <laughs> um,
2: Schreiber's. Yeah, brother. Half brother. Yeah. He's, he's called Pablo. Pablo or Schreiber. It's Pablo, Pablo Schreiber. We'll get a guy called Pablo Schreiber yeah. to play
1: an Irish guy. He's. Um,
2: Mendes in Orange Is the New Black. If you've seen that. No, I'm not sure. He's um, like six four, six five. Yeah. Have, you, have you seen The Wire? No, I haven't. this came um,
0: up on a previous episode. Yeah. Because <laughs>
2: oh. uh, <laughs> he's he's one of the main characters in season two
1: of yeah. the Wire. But that, um,
0: they're advertising in Ireland with him on the sides of buses and the fun leprechaun outfit. And, well, in a white vest and suspenders, but with like. A, a oh no, that's
1: that's just what he dresses like when he gets into fights.
0: Yeah. When he's going,
1: he's basically constantly hungover. Yeah. And always looking for a fight.
0: But every time that bus goes past with American Gods and this leprechaun like ginger <laughs> lad with a, a shamrock pattern behind yeah. him in green, I'm like, "Come on, man! Like that? Don't don't <laughs> sell me on that." Here's the Come thing. On.
1: Here's the thing. Like I, I just described him as he's he's uh, he's a, a guy with a ginger beard. He was always hungover and spoiling for a fight. And I know anyone who's listened to this who hasn't seen it and doesn't really care is going, man, that's a horrible stereotype of Irish. I hate the way he fucking always stereotypes his drunk. He's actually a badass in it. Yeah. It's just, it's like, he pulls it off so well. It's <coughs> oh, just yeah. like, you're like, yeah, no, I could totally see why you're like that and that's yeah. fine.
2: Yeah. They and do a much better job. They give an episode to him in the books he's not really dealt with.
1: He's, like two, he's in two scenes
2: in the book. And... Mm. Um, they Actually, flesh out his character and they flesh out the, the main character's wife, who basically has no presence in the book other than she's just like a Deus Ex Machina, yeah, yeah, every every now and again. So, and they give reason then and purpose for why he's showing up and stuff. And it's actually really interesting because it's
0: I love it's, that a book called American Gods Needs a Deus Ex Machina, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But and it's and, and like there was your dead zombie wife. Uh. I, I, I gotta wonder, like your man's actually his, his accent isn't terrible, no, it's fine, right? it's yeah. it's not one of those cringeworthy uh, uh, you know, Irish accents. But one thing that he does, and I'm I'm, I'm I'm, not sure who got them to do it, or who was the person who pushed for it, whether it was him when he was studying the accent, cause apparently he came over here for like two months and was oh, just like, okay. you know, I'm going to, like they're like, go rehearse, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to Dublin, I'll see you later, and he came yeah. over. But I don't know if it was that, or if it was like one of the showrunners, but he refers to uh, Shannon Moon's wife as cunt wife. Cunt wife. It's awesome. He's like, oh, don't be doing that, cunt wife." <laughs> <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs> you
0: know?
2: There's some really great. great interplay because basically the wife is dead and yeah. she's been resurrected because yeah. she has a coin of Mad Sweeney's. That's basically he can pull gold coins life. out of her, right? Fair but right. it's a special coin to him, and uh, so he just wants the coin back so he can go on his way. But she knows that as soon as he takes the coin, she'll die. Right, and she has to get back to her her husband, and um, so like they they go into the scene and like she basically just plays dead. And he's like, oh, yeah, they're you're fucking alive. Stop this. They're, they're, bullshit. They're, like, <laughs> they're fighting in a motel.
1: And the, he knocks her into the bath, and the police kick the door in, and she just plays dead. And he's like, oh, cunt wife, don't do this to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh
2: so he gets arrested and pulled off, and he's like, you're. And and, I, and he gets pulled out
1: of the room, and she's under the water, and he just smiles. And you're like, "All right, yeah, brilliant." Okay. So. But yeah, it, it, I think it's it's a good treatment of it. It's an interesting. One. That's the thing I, think. I yeah. like stuff about. I normally hate Neil Kane, and I fucking can't stand his writing. Yeah, it's a, but I, like I wouldn't say that the book is brilliant or anything. What? Well, no, you just said it there. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a guy who wrote a book where he needed to go. Oh, I need, I need to have some bullshit excuse to get out of yeah. several plot points. Yeah, yeah. like it's so. just it was it was very weak. Like. So they managed to do, I think maybe a third of the book in
2: one season so I'm not sure how long it'll last but I think they're going for three in total yeah that sounds oh, a bit right.
0: I'm super glad to hear that the show's better than the book I'm definitely going to watch yeah yeah, it's I just
1: I think it's the, a lot of it's down to the actors the guy playing Shadow Moon is really good mm. I, love I, can't, I can't not see him as Hollyoaks band though oh it's yeah it's impossible yeah. but, but like, see, like a lot of people a lot of people are kind of going like I've seen people who, who've only seen the series and have never read the books and they're like he doesn't do a lot and it's like yeah but in the books it's all internal monologue it's internal thoughts. Yeah. He is a quiet guy. Right. He is a guy who he basically got through prison by not talking. Yeah, yeah. Keep his head He's down. He's essentially point of view so you can see all the cool shit going down. Which is it's like what we were yeah. talking about before. He's the, the, the normalcy that introduces you yeah, to the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Also in the TV series you don't really need to but you see Dan Cook a cock. Like That's there. true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, weirdly
0: I feel like I've seen it before but I don't know where. Yeah. <laughs>
2: He's actually quite good in it I have to say Considering how much Of a knob jockey he is In general yeah. Yeah. I assume he's
0: like A knob jockey
2: Kinda yeah, yeah Pretty, much. Yeah, pretty he, much He essentially uh, Hey go watch it now But the, Gillian
1: Anderson Is in it And she's brilliant Oh but, uh, she's, she's, she's phenomenal she's I have to say him, uh, Okay Gillian Anderson Shows up And just you know Brace yourself Johnny Because it's Gillian Anderson Yeah. Gillian Anderson Shows up at one point As Marilyn Monroe In the white dress yeah. ah, right, She also fantastic. shows up As Lucille Ball Hmm that's Dress brilliant. Yeah, and um, uh, Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. What is she the god of? That she media, uh, media, media. media. media, okay. media. So. Yeah, because the new gods are like media, uh, technology, technology, um like the the internet, all that type of thing. Like falls into it. Like it's all yeah, that stuff that's yeah. kind of incorporated. I don't think the, I don't think um, information shows up, does he? Because information's be so so in right. the book, and he's he's meant to be a guy you can't really see. He's just mm. this like haze. Right, right. So it's like. But
2: in in that way, it's also good because it's they're the representations of. Our present yes fol- yeah, yeah. folklore because it's all the things that people worship now. And like it, what we're doing right now. We're it struggles about with like, the yes. the promise because they they show in particular one uh, one god called Bilquis, who's a South African based continent. I I want to say, but she's a goddess of fertility, and when she travels to America, she loses all her 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 power because mm-hmm. people stop caring about her. Uh, when they find other ways of dating. So like when an app exists or yes. something like that, they she loses it because she doesn't have the personal touch anymore. Mm, yeah. And it's only through her finding a way to take advantage of the technology that she become, begins to claim back. Right, right. So one of the Mr. Technology gives her access to an app and he says, we're going to call it in your name, essentially. And so she starts to get back to the way she was. When, yeah. She's mm. kind of left at the end of the series, kind of going, Is she going to help them or not? Because yeah, she she's the, still has a she's the big goal. The, yeah,
1: there's right. a twist because in the in the book, it's more like they're just we're here to replace you. Yeah. Whereas in this, they're more kind of like they're trying to more negotiate with them and like you're going to join us. Yeah. So even yeah. <coughs> to old and they're like, we're going to name a weapon system after you. Yeah. We're going to sell it to North Korea. It'll it'll yeah. you know like there will be thousands and thousands killed in your name, that type of thing. Like so, it's 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 more. Um, it's, it's interesting and, and like how they've changed it and, I, and pretty much every change I've seen between the book and the thing like I said I don't like games right normally but I thought this was quite good it was recommended to me and because I like yeah. that type of stuff I was like alright I'll give it a read and I liked it mm. nearly every change I've seen in it is for the better right, it's positive yeah. yeah Yeah, I think so so yeah. it's they took a kind of a a 6 out of 10 and they're pushing it towards 9 out of 10 that like was, so yeah, yeah. yeah. cool um, my TV series and the top either of these we going to mention so I'm I, I it's coin toss for me between supernatural and Grimm. Yeah. So, yeah, so I watched these I I kinda knew I was like they're good ones, but I don't know them. So like, <laughs> I wrote both
0: down and then scratch them out so that you could have them. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> also also Roll Zena and Hercules. I was never gonna go near that. Yeah. Bruce Campbell would be the only thing that would get me in that direction, but like uh,
1: but again that's not like a that's not a, a a reworking or a reinterpretation, so it's not as interesting yeah. to me. Like yeah. um Yeah, but Not the so like Supernatural I think has a better cast it has better funny moments mm. it has that like it does the humour very well and it has to because there's seasons of that show that get and episodes of that show that get really fucking dark particularly in they've kind of eased off on it in the last few seasons but the first three or four like you just straight see people getting their fingernails ripped out and all that type yeah, of thing and it's like right. it gets pretty grim and we're not even like yeah I mean and it, it really gets pretty not. supernatural <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 it's yeah, just yeah, you know <laughs> swinging around and <laughs> <a bit>. um, <laughs> but it's it, <laughs> The one thing I really like about it is that it's the whole thing of the two main characters in it don't have to be convinced of anything, which is the exact opposite of it. Mm. So this it's this whole thing of they've been raised in this environment. They have mm. been there since they were like kids, like six and seven years of age, type of thing. There's two years between or three years between or something like that. There's but those that like pretty much. It's always been in their 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 life. It's something that they've always had to deal with, um, and. I like how, like how they treat characters, how they, it's got some of the most natural dialogue, not between the two main characters, but between the other guys around them. Mm. The likes of Castiel, who's you know, an angel, and the fact that he doesn't understand a lot of things on Earth it's because he's the angel. He only, like, his remit has only, like, encompassed things that... like he's, He only knows things that his remit has encompassed before, yeah, so he's only, celestial like... Celestial matters. Yeah, 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 So there's the bit where, like, the paradigm of are, uh, the, the The two of are there researching something and Castiel's watching porn and he's like if he likes the if he likes the cheerleader so much why does he keep hitting her why does he he keep striking her rear and they both just kind of look at him and he's like and he's like "Mm." (laughs) completely or the um, Bobby who's like their father character because their dad's an asshole in it and he was you know like no you play with Jeffrey Dean Morgan and he plays him well when he's in it but like his career kind of took off just in the middle of or? after like season one right, right. he got signed for Grey's Anatomy and then he was like alright and then they, they reworked the season they reworked the show to take him out and it actually made it better mm. Um, mm. because it generated mm. a lot of good story around it Okay, um, and I I always find that interesting as well as Jeffrey Dean Morgan about, a, about three weeks or four weeks before he got cast in Supernatural was doing an episode of um, Star Trek Enterprise and he's like in heavy makeup nice and he said about the experience he was like he was actually sitting there on the makeup chair for like three or four hours at a time. And when he was sitting there in the makeup chair one, he's like I'm gonna quit. I, I just I can't be an actor anymore. This is killing me. Uh-huh. And then he got the thing in superhand and goes, Okay, no, this isn't too bad and then he got the guys and he's like, ah never mind, it's <laughs> <laughs> this is great And Shut up, buddy, that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, so it, and, and like the other one, like so he's Bobby their actual like who's actually their parent character and like the, the most common term out of his mouth is idiots. Cause yeah. it's just like so you, the the are fucking idiots yeah, like right? constantly, or um, the probably my favorite character in it is Crowley. Yeah. Um, oh God, I can't remember his name now. Mark Mark A. Shepherd is the actor who plays yeah, it. Yeah. So he's Badger in Firefly. Yeah. Um, I've seen Firefly, so this means nothing to me. You seen Battlestar Galactica? Yeah. Okay, he's the the lawyer. Shit, but yeah. He's the lawyer <laughs> in that. He's the he's the real kind of gravel voice. Yeah. And yeah. Thing. But he's like, he plays, he's like the the chief crossroads demon at the start of the season. So mm-hmm. the whole, and it incorporates all things like going down to crossroads to make a deal. It has all vampires, wendigos, werewolves. They're all in it. And they're all like, just kind of, yeah, And this is obviously how we deal with this. Because they know. <laughs> they're being, so they, they don't even really explain it. Because again, look, when they're talking about vampires and all the rest, they just go, yeah, cool. it's, it's assumed. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. the other thing is, they know that because it's folklore and that everyone's aware of it. Mm. it's only when they go for stuff like a wendigo which is like it's a native american thing so certain regions of america people would know what it is but most mm. people wouldn't yeah they'll explain that they also explain the um what do they call it the, the lady in white so where you always see it's like that that that, that uh joke was taking a piss of the other day because i've been listening to a lot of the no sleep uh podcasts recently mm. and there was the whole thing of why is it whenever there's a a, ghost, a female ghost in something She's in a white dress and has long uh, black hair like uh, like and really pale. Hmm. Where's the fat guy with the ginger (laughs) (laughs) afra? Like Like, just a a ghost sitting there eating pizza looking at you. Like but uh, um but no, you ran Crowley like he's um he it's because he's the demon he just has all the fun lines. Sure. So there's a bit where like like Bobby makes a deal with him. And part of the deal when you make a deal with Crossroads demons you have to kiss them. Okay. And uh, and he's like and uh, like he's like they're kind of sitting between him. Bobby's sitting behind the desk, and Crowley's standing in the background. and They're in between, and they look at him like you made a deal. And then they're like, did you kiss him?" And he's like. No, and I hear. <clears throat> and he turn around, and Crowley's holding up his iPhone, and there's a picture of the pair of him kissing. He's like taking a selfie of him kissing, and he's like, he's like, why would you have to take a picture? Why would you have to use tongue? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's that little kind of lines, and it's the yeah. delivery in that.
0: But I think how it's actually incorporated is better in Grim. Well, just before you move off, Supernatural, nice, there's two yeah. things that they do really well, which yeah. and uh, in Grim as well they do it is that. Uh, they stick by rules. Every single one of these yeah. folklores have their own set of rules. Sure. And it, it's so funny seeing the cross-cultural stuff that vampires don't like daylight, but va But um, Chinese vampires have to count rice. And Wendigos have to do this and Wendigos out to yeah. that. So that's really funny to watch because uh, you've got all these established rules to play with that, they, that just bring so much comedy to it. And the second thing they do is a lot of this comedy and the two lads who are the main characters kind of bungle through yeah stuff. Because uh, my favourite folklore looking back isn't the stuff that's allegorical and isn't the stuff that's there to teach you a lesson. I like the ones where like a dude has to go to hell and get three hairs off the devil. And yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. he just like fucks everything up or Jack climbs a beanstalk and he's wrecking the place. Or there's uh, a Native American one called uh Wachung Gaga and it's about him being one of the first gods on earth there's nothing there yet. So he doesn't know what anything is. So like he meets a fox and goes, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and he's to name it. But at one yeah. point, he ends up self-cannibalizing because he doesn't know what you can and can't eat. And I just love those stories yeah. that uh, like people are really stupid, but like yeah. it yeah. is just a fun but piece of book. F- they'll figure it out. Yeah, like, exactly. Just,
1: uh, the, 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 the only thing I get, like, the, they released the poster there in the trailer uh, on Thursday for season 13 of Supernatural. It's now the longest-running fantasy, uh, uh, fantasy sci-fi know, series. Yeah, the geez. continuous longest-running. Yeah, longest yeah. Because, like... I think the overall longest is Stargate because it has the three different properties split between it but like Stargate itself SG1 only went for 10 seasons um, but this is on 13 the thing is they have to keep up in the ante so first season they're dealing with a demon ooh it's a big demon yeah. and then like in the second season they're dealing with the fallout from that demon it's like ooh big demon and then like it goes on but like by season 8 they're dealing with Leviathan which was what God imprisoned in purgatory mm. and they eat demons and things and they, they basically can only be killed by one thing yeah, yeah. And it's like, hmm, this is getting pretty uh pretty intense. They deal with the apocalypse in season five, so it's like where do you, you got eight seasons after the apocalypse?
0: They've, they've had more than one apocalypse. No but, but <laughs> yeah. no, 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 but the
1: actual prophesized apocalypse where Satan walks the earth. Yes. Like yeah. Lucifer's walking in The guy who plays Lucifer is incredible as well. Like he's he just has this raw charm and they do something really, really good with Lucifer. Lucifer never lies. Oh that's good. Mm. It's good because one. it's the whole thing of like of lies. he's like no no, this whole thing is something he's like. I've been called up by someone else. I've been called up by someone who disagreed with what I said. This is "Like I was the one who up, stood up and went no, I'm not letting this happen." Everyone else just went with the flow. He says, "But I will never lie to you, people," and he never does. And I love yeah. that about it. It's mm-hmm. really, really well done. It's the best now, kind of villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's by. but yeah. it's like he never he never lies. He never displays a show of force. Yeah. It's actually there's a through that entire season. There's a very palpable sense of it doesn't matter what you do, fate will still make this happen. Sure. Mm. And I, and it's incredibly well crafted in that sense. And I'm like that I really like that aspect of it. But there's um yeah, they, they keep up in the ante. In one of them it's like, well God had a sister. God was actually a twin huh. and he okay. has a sister and the sister is considered the darkness. It's what all things sprung from. Because she got insanely jealous when he went, Okay, I'm gonna make this thing called Earth and I'm gonna populate a creature. She was like mm. before that it was just the pair of us. And everything was perfect. Yeah. And, and she he, lashed out. and then, But yeah. she was imprisoned and then she was released and she started draining God's power and there's a whole big arc there and you're like, okay then, this is, you know. And then they're like, cool, we've resolved that. So now we got to go do another season. It's like, where do you go from there? Yeah. What happens next? <laughs> you invented a new God so that we could murder more gods. Yeah. It's like, I mean, how do you go bigger than like, like does Thanos show up next? Like, what's <laughs> yeah. happening? Like, going to you know, break into multiple realities. Episode just, one. Yeah. They're just gonna wake up, look out the window, and the Galactus's eyes will be floating in the sky, yeah. and it's like, oh, we're doing that then, are we? Right? That time worries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whereas with with Grimm, Grimm always keeps the scale quite small, mm-hmm. and Grimm is set in, in Portland, which is very suitable because, you know, the Portland Keem, unofficial motto is Keep Portland Weird. Yeah, Keep Portland oh, Weird is the unofficial great. motto of Portland, right? <laughs> so the in that it's it's I always think of it like as a reverse. Buffy. Sure. This character finds out that you're about to inherit a power that's passed down through our bloodline because his aunt is about to pass away. And she's mm-hmm. like, when one of us dies, it gets passed to one of the other members of the family. You're going to be a few active at time. You're like, cool, no worries. And it's like, you are a Grimm. And the Grimm is the bogeyman for werewolves, vampires, sure. I think. so Like witch hunters. Yeah. So yeah. what it does is it actually hides in plain sight. All the, the, the various things um like vampires, werewolves, and all that. The whole idea is that they can shapeshift. They their face changes mm. into what they are meant to look like, and then they're human visage, and, a grim, can see it happen. But other people won't. Sure. So this is the explanation behind why did the brothers Grimm have, all this, inf- this stuff, all this yeah. stuff and others didn't. It's that they they actually were able to see it. And they wrote it down, um and he this guy finds out he's a grim and he's also a police detective. He's a police detective anyway. And he's like he finds out he's a, a, he's a grim and he's like okay and he's trying to figure out how to balance his police job and the, everything else and the grim mm. job. Now the the grims the the creatures the collective term for the creatures is vesen. All the terms are in German which I think is really good because mm. that's where it all originated from. Yeah. Um so he's a friend called Monroe, who's a blue bot, which basically a, a bloodhound, right? Um, not quite a werewolf, but like kind of halfway between a human and a werewolf. Mm. Um, but he's vegetarian. And he's like, man, I don't hunt people anymore. I don't do any of that shit. And he's like, <laughs> but your man, because, um, it's, uh, Nick is the main character, because his aunt passes away before she can basically teach him anything, she leaves him just a, a stack of books and weapons and there's like, so here's the thing. I think I'm good luck. Figure it out. <laughs> so he has to keep going back to your man Nick, and Nick's like, I can't be seen with you. Like, cause it's, it's like it's like a it's like a drug dealer being seen with a police officer. He's like, no, yeah. get get away yeah, from yeah. me. Man. And he's like, I can't be seen with you. And he's like, but I need your help. And the, and and your man's like trying to be a nice person. He's like, all right, I'll help you. I'll help you. And then he finds out that like his police captain is one as well, and he's mm-hmm. like, he's actually like a, a royal. He's a he's a, a half blood um, uh, royal prince. Sure. And there's a royal family, and like, and, and and but when they started off, they were like, "We'll do the first season." And it's a bit monster of the week because that's how yeah, it, yeah. you have to do, it. and it's but it also makes you know the characters getting familiar, but everyone around them already knows. Yeah. Because um, he because of the thing, so it's it's not like in um, in Buffy where she's like, "I know this," and then she has to teach the others, and then they help her. Everyone also knows, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, of course, yeah, that's yeah. just that," and he's like, "It and is he's like, what?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it was it was kind of interesting that he's the he's the clueless one.
2: Yeah. Um, there's a series of books I read. I read a couple. They're still being made at the moment. It's Ben Aronovich I think it's called. Okay. And it's a similar premise. It's a guy. He, he learns that he's a wizard. The book okay. Is a wizard and it's based in London, and then he's slowly introduced to mm. everything from that point. So he's being taught and he's being informed by people he interacts with. Yeah. But he doesn't understand any of the rules. Right. So yeah, he yeah. constantly like there's bits where he makes missteps or he, makes a mistake because he doesn't understand that fairies are very seductive or a werewolf is. you don't understand that. <laughs> I mean, <this> <laughs> yeah. <mean. laughs> but it's all that kind of thing where he's like, I don't understand
1: what any of this is, but I'm yeah. supposed to do this, so yeah, I guess. Yeah. So there's there's <laughs> elements of that in Grimm. And yeah. the, but the thing was, they were, they were kind of like, we'll do the Monster of the Week season. And then if it's a success, mm. they had a five-season arc planned. And they do that five-season arc. And then they stop. They're like, no, we're done. Yeah. yeah. So, which I which I always respect uh, when mm-hmm. they, they when they plan out a, a thing beforehand, like Fringe had five seasons yes. planned roughly beforehand. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like they did a loss where you go, it's gonna be two seasons. It's doing really well. It's gonna be six seasons. You know, it's yeah. like or, what's it or, gonna be about? Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like a fucking polar bears. I don't know. The um, it's purgatory, man. It's purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets that. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> no, oh, no oh, purgatory. Can we change that? Fine. Um, it's purgatory. But the 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 watch God are like you know those those shows that go on two seasons too long. Sons of Anarchy is a great example. Of it. Exactly, because he yeah. basi-
2: he basically Sons of Anarchy have finished season five. Yeah, he parlayed uh, a a deal to make the bastard executioner. Basically, I think. Yeah. And they went. Yeah, your only way you're getting that
1: is if you do two more years, and he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So you have to stretch it like, but uh, but but the grim thing that's why I like about it because like, Supernatural keeps going. Yeah. And. While at the start, it's the whole thing of, it's just assumed, yeah, this is how we deal with this. And it's only in the later seasons where they start encountering the mental stuff that they're like, okay, we've got to figure out how this works. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Grimm, it's more kind of... It's contained. Yeah, and and, and it's it's got decent structure to it. Um, there's some nice little bits in it. And it's it, it's quite well done. It's just, uh, uh, I like it. It's a, it's a lot easier to get into because when you, if like you're saying, you never watched Supernatural. Yeah. and You might be really interested if you're like, 12 seasons to catch up on is a yeah. hell of a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. You,
2: you come. Like I, come... Like, I did it
1: over the course of it. I had, like... Uh, I took a week off in such a way that I basically had 10 days off in a row because it was a bank holiday. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I wasn't planning on going anywhere. I was just, like... I had holidays to use before the end of the year. I think it was, like, Halloween last year. And I basically watched through nine seasons over the thing. Oh I was just, like... Because it was just on on my second screen while I was gaming. Right, yeah. So, I'm like, I'm playing Diablo, I'm playing WoW, I'm playing Minecraft, whatever. It's on the other yeah. screen. And I got through it that way and that that was fine because it's like it's entertaining enough that at no point did I go eh I'll get back to it later I actually was able to sit and watch it all and it was still entertaining. It does come across as very serialised like say Buffy was and stuff. That's,
0: That's the impression I get of it can I just point out that's why we're doing this podcast Mm. because Glennon is a cultural (laughs) Mandus. he is all (laughs) screens (laughs) everything's on at once (laughs) I have
1: counting my laptop and my tablet and my phone I have seven
0: screens in my room but anyway (laughs) um, all on at once all playing I'm going to say that back in the day I used to watch quite a lot of Charmed which okay. about the three witches really? yeah. which again
2: would come across that would yeah. be a similar thing I would have thought yeah, it is. it's a supernatural there's,
0: there's a really really handy plot device which is absentee family member which the story was that their mum had died yeah. and the plot device was this book that was basically any time they had an adventure they could look up what they needed to, to know and then explain it basically to the camera it's such a handy so thing like of wendigo what's a wendigo and they just flip through the book <laughs> they're saying
1: this kind of that in, in- the chart-
2: in- yeah. it's basically but, yeah. Batman's utility belt like it, it is it, the back computer, it's computer. Yeah. But by the
0: end of it it was one of the most expensive props in TV show history because they got someone to illustrate the page for oh, every wow. episode yeah. so every episode they would turn to the page into this beautiful drawing like a storybook drawing of whatever they needed it to be that week and so by the end of all like whatever six or seven seasons of that yeah. show it was so like it was full just leafs and leaves of beautiful drawings in this book yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway it's crazy um, computer <laughs> games computer games should we go Um, sure uh, Wolf Among Us following on from all that which is this same idea it's from the uh, based on the Fable um, comic book series um, and it is that idea that you are um, similar to a grim character you're the big bad wolf mm. but in human form yep. uh, you're a private detective and it is so fun to play uh, it's very, very kind of just so characterful. It's so fun to interact with Snow White, and she's just a snippy bitch to you. And like <laughs> interact with Royals, and they don't like you because you're like one of the shitty characters. You're one of the guys who like is a bad guy character. Yeah. And like the the people who show up in it are they're all the fairy tale versions, but in human form. And like some of them. I've, like, spent all the gold they got in the stories. Like, Jack from Jack and the Beanstalk is washed up and runs a bar. And, like, there's guys you don't know who they are until, like, they eventually reveal themselves to be some huge monster. Mm. And the the bad guy in it is the Crooked Man, which is just from the nursery rhyme. But that's, like, you know nothing about him. And it's very, very just weird and okay. otherworldly. And it's that they do a fantastic mix of um, very down-to-earth, noir, private eye kind of stuff and then bring in the fantastical elements and you keep getting pulled into this fairy tale world Uh, and it's it is a real it's real fun to kind of play in that world and choose where you're going to spend the time do you spend the time being the gumshoe doing the footwork chatting to people do you spend the time chasing like talking to the magic mirror on the wall which you have which you have access to and asking it questions that you you have a limited number of questions you can ask that will give you a perfect answer and you need that to solve a mystery. Or you need it to spy on people. Like it's it's a really nice way of it's doing really cool. that kind of story. It sounds like it's a more
2: interesting way of doing it because I have I have fatigue from playing those telltale games. Yes. Yeah. Because they are very rote and it's they not have games, they're fentanyl, visual level. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's um, like... but they have perfected a formula and a lot of it is very it, re- repetitive now at this stage.
0: I will say that this game has I think is the best use of that telltale engine, Mm. is the best use of you as you go through the game. Um, Because it's magical, you can jump around, you can do whatever you want, and Mm. you you can have these big sequences that aren't quite combat, but are like someone telling you a story like where you transform into a wolf and do something, Mm. but you, instead of killing Bloody Mary by just like, because they can't really do combat, but you start smashing mirrors, because you realize that that's where she's gaining her power from. But now there's lots of little Bloody Marys, like there's really weird things like that in it. That uh, you're solving puzzles. That to- from the Evil Dead. Yes, that wasn't Evil Dead Three as well. All self-referencing. And <laughs> um, that was one I wanted to give a shout out to, but it's it's very similar to Grimm. So I'll I'll kind of go back to that idea that I had earlier with this this modern folklore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd love to talk about Slender, the eight pages. Jesus that game yeah the game that is this out, the mod now or the one that was, came out in 2012 very stand,
1: simple standalone game I don't yeah.
0: think I've seen it. super minimalist you start off and it, it was building on all that slender kind of um, it was just memes at the time yeah yeah. But it I, was
1: something awful I think was the website that they had yeah.
0: and it was like do uh,
1: come up with a creepy picture yeah, yeah. and it, this particular one people latched onto and
0: started making stories because it, it was just really well done it was two pictures mm. the guy had it was two pictures, and then this uh, this guy did a YouTube series eventually called Mar- Marble Hornets. And the idea was yes. that he's, he was filming a series with his friends, mm. but then weird stuff started happening, and their cameras started malfunctioning. Sure. Uh, and because it's it was, it was kind of fan footage stuff, but it was done so well, and there was no story to it, meaning that you'd no idea what was happening. Uh, in every episode, week week, yeah, it wasn't yeah. like. And oh, I wonder how that'll resolve. week, yeah. right? so, yeah. it was just it was like, just like look,
2: these are just these are just footage that we had. Yeah. yeah,
1: it was like we're just recording everything to document it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, like, but uh, looking at Wikipedia today, they've slender man down as a quasi folklore meme. Yeah, with the idea that yeah, nobody, yeah quite knows. But I just I loved the idea. I loved it before the game came out, and I was kind of in early, and I just loved the idea. Everyone was basically knowingly looking at each other, going this is real and they're kind of nodding going yeah. this is real, real right?" and everyone just got on board It's we'll kind of come back to it but it is it is the um,
1: so if you like that type of stuff like Sander and all the rest the no sleep Reddit is really good for it hmm. where it's people it's basically amateur horror oh, stories yeah. and there's a full podcast series of it but the number one rule of the no sleep Reddit is everything that's written here is, is true Yes. Yeah. don't ask people to prove stuff don't doubt it. if you want to do that there's a separate Reddit called no Reddit OOC out of context yeah but in here treat everything as real and so
0: everyone in the comments is fully on board and stuff and it's really well done like mm. and like my, my sister teaches classics uh, uh to secondary school uh teacher or students and that idea of she she acts as though it's real like in her mind uh greek yeah, and roman mythology QG is is that's real just what happens, like you yeah. she teaches it like history because that's the way you have to teach it like it's yeah. basically does mm-hmm. what. It is. To be to be on the ground floor and see modern folklore happening in real time so quickly where yeah. people were just basically going, Slenderman's a thing, and I was like, Oh yeah, Slenderman Maybe he'll come for you. I was watching Marble Hornets, convinced it was real. Like it was guys, and there's a bit where he's walking through a house, he walks around and he nothing's going on um weird, and he walks back out again, it's nighttime. And he walked in like high noon, sun in the sky, yeah. walks back out it's nighttime, and you can rewind it and watch it and you don't see the cut. But this dude and then he like it, the whole point is it messes with your head and he's like it takes him a while to realise that he's missed the time like he doesn't freak out and go what the fuck he starts walking home and he's like wait what? it's really dark yeah, yeah. He's, like, <laughs> he's like I can't believe I spent so much time and he's like where did the time or there's bits where it just jumps and he's in a basement and he leaves the basement and goes back to where he was and he's like like he starts explaining he goes I know a lot of weird stuff has been happening to me but like I didn't that wasn't a jump cut I, I woke up in a basement He's like, I'm going to watch this back later. And then, like, the next episode will be him going, I've been watching through my tapes and commenting on stuff that you didn't notice. No. Yeah. And, and he goes back like, and it's there. Yeah. And he's like, that wasn't a jump cut. I don't know how I ended up in that basement. That was, like, that was the yeah, thing. just went down from there. It's a guy freaking out while you sit at home and freak out. And he never panics or goes completely insane. It's just him. He has to keep Heck. doing it. And you, sitting at home, have to keep watching. And the Slender game is you, very again, very minimalist. You're going through the trees in the woods. You have to find these eight pages. There's a couple of buildings. Yeah. There's, there's like, a bathroom.
1: Like, because it's, like, in a park. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so there's, like, a, you know, a restaurant. And just by yourself? Yeah, you have yeah. a torch. That's it. Yeah. Initially. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, sure. And, uh, <laughs> so once you pick up the first page, yeah. the Slender spawns somewhere. Right. Never, now,
0: never in front of you. While you're yeah. mov- While you're looking at him in the distance, he can't, he doesn't move. Yeah. But... If you keep looking at them, you, know, you can get yeah, game over. Yeah, you start feeling weird and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've seen
2: the multiplayer version of this. Right, Which right. is in a Half Life mod. Oh, right. And you have to try and collect the pages, and
1: somebody yeah. gets to be the Slenderman. Oh, oh, no, right, 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 no. Right. So, so, this, principle, so, so this is just yeah. simple AI. So yeah. the more pages you have, the faster he moves. Yeah, it's the same principle in the multiplayer. Yeah, so it's, yeah. yeah, okay. So it was probably just,
0: I think it was probably created like single player first, and they scripted it into multiplayer. More like, yeah. so. There's so, there's so many good moments in it, though, where you're, you're walking on and you hear, like, the static yeah, the beginning. Static begin. And you go, he's behind me. And you know, in your heart, he's behind you. Yeah. And you, you've got two choices. You either keep moving forward and there's a bit where you have to go into, like, a bathroom in a park in this little building. But there's only one entrance and exit, which means as soon as you go in, you need to turn around and come back out. Yeah. And if he is behind you, you're in trouble. And there's so many times where you just... Fl- oh, also, while you've got the torch in your hand, you can run... But if you run, the torch goes down with every step, which means that you get like a, a good half second of, of darkness yeah. before it comes back up again. And there's been so many times where I'm just about to do something, and I flick the mouse around and flick back, and he's not there. And I'm like, thank god. And then I turn like four degrees to the right, and he's, and right he's just there. right there. And you're like, and like ah! but you he <laughs> doesn't kill you straight away. Sometimes yeah. it's, uh, you just turn the other direction and sprint, and you end up the once you're like, I don't know where I am. This is yeah. the best. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Shit. and it's uh, you know it's, it's it's
1: very well crafted. Like it's just. For such a simple idea, yeah, mm. it's absolutely. And I, I, think it's interesting with with that, but um, with the Man thing, and there's one I'm gonna talk about later. But it's just, I think, a lot of the old folklore doesn't scare people because it's so removed. Yes. Yeah. Because of, but from because of time. It's something that happens when you live in a small town out in the woods somewhere. It's like mm. nobody fucking lives there anymore. Well, most people don't. So it's like. Because we're all in cities and we're centralised, it's there has to be something new. Mm. And these new things, that because we're encountering it on the internet and it's something new and it's in, oh, here's a photo or here's a... Th- that actually... Like it like this the Slenderman thing, it doesn't matter that like, oh yeah, we, we saw it collectively be created and people kind of go, yeah, we're all on board with it. you st- when you, Particularly if you read a lot or you watch a lot of that stuff in one go, you will occasionally find yourself a couple of days later going, Mm-hmm. there's something here you Yeah. Know? and you're what? like what the fuck am I doing yeah, yeah. but it's just it gets you like yeah. and it's it, because it's more immediate and there's no dilation there's no distance of 120 you know 20 yeah, years exactly. or 400 yeah. years since this happened like oh Vlad Astrakio yeah that was fucking 800 years ago like yeah. it's it, it that pulls you out of it a bit like. it's, it's funny
2: how easily you can you can bring it on yourself once you've oh, like, invested yeah, in it because yeah, yeah. I remember listening to another podcast it's another Irish one actually the Conspiracy Guys oh yeah and they yeah, did I'm one on them. Um, uh, they did it on Senderman I think or they were at least talking about him and what I remember is they were chatting away about it and uh, as, because they are talking about the static and all the it, it, it fucks with the electricity and stuff mm. and as they're talking they're like they're like what and then there's a cut and they're like seriously guys I know this is really weird but our equipment stopped working. <laughs> wow. And they were in the middle and they, they left it in like whether or not like it's done for effect or whatever it is, but you can hit, you hear the two of them were just kind of going, oh, that's, this is really odd and yeah. it's a bit off-putting like,
0: <laughs> with the whole setting. So. There's a the doc, the documentary on Netflix now about the two girls who uh, mm. attempted to murder another girl. Um, because they were told by Slenderman? Because, they, because they bought into the Slenderman thing. Yeah. It's really interesting to watch. I don't think it's a particularly good documentary but it has so much footage of the two girls being interviewed mm. um, and it is chilling to see that they 100% believe it mm-hmm. and know it's not real. But they 100% believe it. Sure. But like, there's these moments of lucidity where, like, it's both side by side in their head at the same time. Yeah. We're like, well, of course there's no Slenderman; it's made up on the internet. But if we killed her, Slenderman would have, you know, given us a mansion. And we're like, wait, what? And he's like, we would have went to live with him. Yeah, Slenderman how, told how, us to. Where's it's, the connection? The massive cognitive distance. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. One, one of the girls is like, from time to time, kind of goes back into it, and she's like, well, Slenderman, you know, will will probably, you know, visit, and we're like, well, when? He's like, at night. You're like, you know. No, please tell tell me that you still She's like, oh, Andrew, like I know all this is wrong. I know I'm going to prison. I know I shouldn't have done what I did. I know that yeah. I was wrong to think Slenderman would would, would reward this, me." Uh, but like, Slenderman's probably still out there, right? <laughs> yeah, like, and oh, you're God, like... God, really? Yeah, it's it, it, it's oh. it's a
1: weird thing like, but yeah. We could talk about that for fucking air. Yeah. Um, what be your game? Game? Um, I what I got
2: onto through the games was uh, the way that the games construct their own folklore. Mm. so this happens a lot in particularly in role-playing games so stuff like skyrim or the witcher or basically any rpg where they leave books around and they leave different plot holes that you can pick up and you learn about some sort of character or piece of history but the one that i liked particularly uh which i'm going to use it's another new game that came out this year is horizon zero dawn Mm. um which is a fantastic game And really should go play this because, again, there's spoilers for this uh, because the plot kind of does tell you a lot about what's going on. But basically, you're set in this world. It's about a thousand years after some sort of tragedy has happened and humans are, like, repopulating the Earth and they live side by side with these dinosaur robots, essentially is what they are. Some of them are peaceful, some of them are not. Uh, And everybody's in this kind of tribal system. But uh, you as the character Alloy... Uh, you begin to learn that there's something else going on in the world and lots of the technology has been left from thousands of years ago. Uh, So as you progress to the game, what you begin to learn is that there was a great tragedy that happened. Something Mm -hmm. basically killed off all all the population and it was put in place. And You find this through different data logs and Mm -hmm. uh, books and relics and stuff. So you'll pick up things like cups and like, there's characters who'd be like, oh, yeah. I have this fascination with these cups, and he's like, I can't, I can't wait to use them, and you're like, what's it for? And he has no concept of what they are, but they're yeah. just like cups. <laughs> there's,
0: a, there's a bit where you pick up a Casio wristwatch, wristwatch and in yeah. your inventory it's called shiny bracelet. Shiny bracelet, Because yeah. you don't know what that is. Because they've no concept of what it is. And, yeah. uh,
2: so you learn through interacting with the surroundings and with all the different pieces of technology that have been left behind, and you gradually figure out that the world was created and destroyed by humans because humans are idiots.
0: Mm. Uh, humans were the monsters <laughs> all along? Uh, who knew? And uh,
2: it turns out you're a clone uh, as it was because the entire populace of the Earth has been re-cloned from old humans yeah. uh, and brought back. Uh, so this is how you, you end up looking particularly like a doctor uh, that was uh, instrumental in creating all these systems mm. and that she you're created as a clone because they feel that you'll have a resonance to her in the past which then causes you to make sure that the whole world doesn't blow itself up again.
1: I, I honestly expected that game to be like The Village. Yeah. <laughs> like, <'cause> you're going <laughs> kind to of hit a wall like, no, you just walk into San Francisco like a completely <laughs> yeah. normal city. Yeah, and you're like, ooh. It's meant here. to be set
2: in Ohio, I think.
0: Is it? I think that's where
2: the reference is. Somewhere with no coastline.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: It's such, it, honestly, it, it seems very well written. I like the story. Yeah. I like the, the, mm-hmm. um, the it's a, there's original elements to it the first two characters I meet are called Alloy and Rust, Rust. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was like you guys gotta be up, going up from here you can't yeah, start with come art. on, That's come
1: still, on. That, <laughs> that was like like that was my moment like, when I was first reading about it and it's like if you play the character Alloy I was like, really? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't do this. what's your mentor
1: called? Rust yeah right yeah okay it's like you almost lost me at that point but I think they were like we can get away with that at the start people will pay 60 quid for this they'll they'll try for at least 20 minutes more yeah exactly Um,
0: I I love the way uh, games like that do religion Uh, Skyrim and and even uh, Horizon Zero Dawn that you meet these high and mighty religious characters uh, who you're never a part of their religion sometimes you can kind of buy in and get certain boons but uh, it's always so fun to see something that's just basically a completely alien religion. Yeah. Whoever wrote that must have had so, so much fun. Oh, yeah. Well, you get that. And like, like Fallout is very good for that. Like, in 3, where they literally
2: worship an atomic bomb. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> and yeah. they just have a full belief system based around, like, yeah, how we're going to treat this and everything. And you're like, yeah, that's kind of a thing. I could see some whack
0: job down the street doing. So, like, why not? Oh, yeah. It's a similar power, particularly in the Fallout world. Yeah. I liked in Horizon where you are in the matriarchy culture because usually in fantasy I and mean, even sci-fi, yeah, it's the matriarchy culture is one of the fringe ones that you get to visit and look around and basically be voyeuristic. And you go, Ooh, Ooh, it's weird it does over exist. here. Ooh. You guys, are, you guys worship women. Weird. I like <laughs> that you start there. Yeah. And one of the religious guys you meet is for the sun god, and of course the sun is classically male. And there's a bit where it's like, you know, our king, you know, will be. Um, Boundary and Protector, kind of and all protector. Stuff, yeah, It's like yeah. You ever heard a queen? And he kind of giggles And goes A queen Oh god no, no. Oh, <laughs> oh, That's ridiculous <laughs> just, A queen oh, I do love how
2: snippy She can get with that though When you get those responses Like she'll be yeah. like Any sort of female And then she's like Well fuck you Like, yeah. <laughs> I can do this <laughs> Don't yeah. be ridiculous So No but I, I love that game That game is um, mm. It has so much to it And it really really Builds upon itself And gives you A really really good Platform then to yeah. kind
0: of discover and, and explore as you go along. Every, everything tells me a little bit of the story yeah. in that game. Every building I see that's wrecked, every time I see those Velociraptor guys bopping around, mm. um, and I every time I see a new creature, it tells me a little bit yeah. more about what's going on without telling me a word. Yeah, I like just see it go, ah, it's one, some, something's created something like this, I'm like, okay, that's interesting.
2: Yeah. No, it's, it's a wonderful game. But all those RPGs in general, they put so much work and effort into building up a cultural basis. Mm. And I mean, a lot of the times I'm sure they're, they're, they're taken from real world examples of like myths and legends and so on. But the,
0: the care that they put into it is is wow. fantastic. The day I found the Lusty Argonian maid book <laughs> in, in Skyrim, <laughs> yes, I was invested. On <laughs> <Four> formative
2: years. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes were wide open there.
1: <laughs> it's probably my favorite cosplay of this year so far. So it was some to starry or some of the cosplay was the Lusty Argonian maid. That's amazingly brilliant. Um, no, for my own game, um. I, like, I was looking at a Skyrim example, but there's a specific one in Skyrim that I think is really well done, is the Cult of Rorikstead. So Rorikstead is this tiny little village that's just kind of in the western half mm. of the map, just uh, off-centre of west, uh, west of centre of the map. and. I was convinced if, when you said that, I was like, west of centre is definitely a place name in there. They've always got names. <laughs> yeah, was yeah like, nah, like, Elsewhere. elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> um, but like... It took me... Okay, I've played a lot of Skyrim. We're talking like <laughs> 400 hours of about Skyrim, yeah. mm-hmm. And there's... Yeah, it's just... It's my go-to game of like, I need something to just relax and lose myself for a while I'm going to play, play Skyrim, um, And in Rorik's between talking to the people there and talking to people in other parts of the game, and there's something I didn't notice until it was pointed out to me, there's essentially a load of tiny hints dropped around everywhere about how there's a demon worshipping cult in Rorikstead, mm. and they sacrifice their children to it. <laughs> and I was like, it's so well buried in the game yeah. that I didn't notice it on my first playthrough, and I only caught parts of it on the set on my second playthrough. And then somebody like sent me a video going, "Have you seen this?" <laughs> and I'm looking at it going, "Oh my yeah, god!" Like <laughs> it's basically when you go and you talk to them and they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, there was such and such, but." Yeah, everyone's basically like, "Yeah, but my kid died," and it's like, "Well, all the kids in this town died." Yeah. What's going on here. Yeah, like, and then, yeah. like, you go into one of the buildings and like pick a lock, and inside the box, there's like all these robes and books on Daedra worship, and you're like, eh, hang on, hang on. <laughs> And then there's little references otherwise. elsewhere. But no, my my favorite is um, it's kind of the the reverse. It's not a. It's not It's a game that has added its own folklore, to historical events, which is the Assassin's Creed series,
0: mm. mm-hmm.
1: where it goes back and it's like this is, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Assassin's Creed too, like, or um, Brotherhood, oh yeah, and this is, it's all set in Rome, and you've got about the, the Borgia family, and like, you know, the, basically ruling the church, and, yeah, and yeah. all the rest, but here's what was really going on, yeah. like, it's, I like how they have their own lair, put in under it, but they are in, in Black Flag, where you're like, yeah, it's all about the pirates, and you meet, blackbeard and you meet like all these other pirates and these characters who yeah, are yeah. all there and they all have a full historical profile and you can look them up on wikipedia and you yeah. can read history books about them but it's like but here's what was going on behind the scenes that you didn't know about and i, I really like that kind of Your it's near it's a, yeah because they're already picking interesting settings mm. yeah the french revolution the the you know the, the, the age of pirates the you know the fucking crusades and you're like yeah this is really interesting when you have this as well, oh, this is really good. Like, and it's it's just, it's that little bit extra of going, yeah, this is where we're going to keep it, where if you're going through a historical game, you kind of know what's meant to happen. Yeah. Whereas this allows them to have the misdirects and to yes. have the things that you can't explain and to be going like, okay, shit, right, I didn't even see that coming. So I, I like that the way that's kind of seeded throughout that, the, the whole series. It's not one specific example, I just like yeah, yeah. that it's, They've kind of had this treatment across the whole range. Of, it's, of, of,
0: like, it it appeals to a certain conspiracy CV. theory mindset. That oh, all, yes, it's all connected. Yes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it's uh, and I knew it. I like that. Like, it's one of the things I don't like about the Assassin's Creed season. I actually really like that thing of um, you know you follow along and you're finding these pieces of Eden and yeah, you know, there's that, there's something else going on. But when you put it in real history, it gets a little bit. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter for me. I will not have a bad word said against that. <laughs> <Which> <laughs> there is, goes my it's, video one. <laughs> 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 but it's, it's, like the, it's the opposite of the horizon they were lying, whereas in horizon it was, and man was the bad guy no, along. Whenever you do something where it's like, here's the history, here's the bad shit was going on, here's this pope who's killing, you know, his, his, yeah. um, his, the people who' supposed to be looking after, and then you kind of go, but, but it was aliens, is, or it was vampires, know. or it was whatever. If you in, using Vampire Hunter it's like kind of slavery was happening and it was caused by vampires so I was like no it was caused by racist men yeah. and women <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop diminishing was, this yeah, point yeah. nobody said it was vampires <laughs> don't pretend it was vampires yeah. no I, like I'm,
1: when, I, when I say like when I'm picking that it's like I, I'm more kind of I like how from the they establish it in the first game you have to remember the first demonstration of Assassin's Creed where it was done at, I think it was E3, and it was Jay Redmond was on stage, and she was talking about it. Mm. And you have the little glitches happening that are familiar with the Assassin's Creed game. And she basically goes, oh, The game's still in alpha, so don't mind that. And everyone went, Okay. And no one had any clue about the Abstergo storyline or anything like that. So when it came out, people were like, That's brilliant. Oh, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like you can literally, she goes, Oh, yeah, don't worry about that. We're still working on it, and it's a new engine. And, mm. and everyone's coming, kind of Okay. yeah And so when. They introduce Are you that telling to me you. that's how they're trying to explain that shitty jump system after
2: all this time. <laughs> no, the, <laughs> no, 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 I know, the I song. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: but it was like, and I'm like, wait a minute. But it was so when I was, I was like when I sat down to play the game because I got it on release and I was playing it and they'd managed to keep it secret and then it's like it was only yeah. the day or two before but I was like I avoided all the spoilers and I was like, grabbed the game on the day of launch and I'm sitting there playing it and I remember sitting in, in my apartment, um, in my housemate said, and the first time like it does the thing. And we were both like, "Oh, oh, okay." And we were like, "Okay, so we're really going like you know down the fucking rabbit hole in this one." But it meant that going into every game after that, because there was the whole thing. Like most people will not be familiar with the the details of the Crusades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the cities of Acker and all those sort of things. People aren't really familiar with that. So when you play it, they can go. Okay, so here's this little subversion. Here's this little subversion. You're like, "Okay, that's interesting." So then, when you go, it brings you to a more familiar setting. Oh, uh, now we're in Italy. Okay. Oh, here's Leonardo da Vinci, and you're like, okay. But now you're like, okay, I'm bored with the series, and now I'm you're constantly on the lookout for where is this going to. Switch. Diverge. Yeah, where yeah. Is this? Yeah. So it's it, it that's what I mean by saying... say it, it like otherwise in a historical game you know what's going to happen to these characters yeah because they're historically famous yeah so this is putting in the whole thing of oh god well that could fucking happen here mm. and I think that's why it's. It's necessary to make the story more interesting, but I like how they for the most part only really introduce it towards the end mm. of each game. Yeah. They let you play out the historical era mm. and basically be Batman. Yeah. Be Batman in Venice, okay. And they, they they let you play it all out and then it's just towards the end to go, okay, and this is how we're going to subvert what you know about this. To keep it interesting, like, cool. That's fine, and it's a, it's a nice little storytelling thing. It is kind of like a Deus Ex Machina of thing, but it's
0: there's one with the end of one game where the deity technology Whatever thing game. looks directly into the camera and yeah. addresses you, the player. Yeah. And I put the controller, down and I was like, I'd rather not have had an ending. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't. Up the step. Don't be like, I'm taking you out of Venice to be in the real world. Now you're in a Google employee. And then, now I'm taking you out of the Google employee game to talk to you, the player. I don't know. Stop I doing that. I
1: kind of appreciated the fact that in one of the games, I'm working in a games company. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm considering at the time I was working in There's a games no company. In. I'm like, this is getting a little
0: weird the, for me. He's yeah. getting a little kind of Inception here. The, the next layer of meta is for me to finish a game, and the next thing, ding dong, and they're at my door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's at that moment that the Slenderman walked
1: by. And like, oh no, no! <laughs> he, he's just on the couch. Yeah, that's pretty good, right? Yeah. What the
0: fuck? <laughs> oh, Jesus <man>. Christ! <laughs> uh, yes, it is rich. It is a rich uh, thing, and they, there's so many settings to, to keep that through line in that thread through is actually really impressive yeah and
1: I just I just think it's a nice idea and it's a nice little storytelling mechanic mm. that hasn't yeah. really been done I get you get it occasionally in other, in other forms but yeah. Um, yeah I enjoy it from a plot
2: perspective I, I wouldn't particularly enjoy the games but I actually like how they've
1: constructed mm. yeah, yeah no, but that's what I mean as, as a plot device it's actually quite good at, at giving that kind of and here's the twist and here's the and it's almost like an M. Night like ShamWow film where you're like yeah, yeah but but this is something's gonna happen here and yeah. what is it and you're like oh it's that okay cool yeah. Um, but the, I can't. I'm not to pronounce. It was three sentence.
0: eagles in a trench coat the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did I not understand? That? Oh. Um,
1: <laughs> film. Gus, what, what was your, film? Film.
2: Um, I went to. It's it's not. There's a little bit of folklore in it. There's not a massive amount. But I went for Troll Hunter. Oh, brilliant! One, which is out. like seven mm. years old now. Yeah. And, uh, it's just a found footage film. Uh, it's set in I can't remember which Scandinavian country Norway it is. Norway, Norway. Mm. Uh, and it's found footage of just some college students who, cl- who think that the, the character is a bear poacher mm-hmm. and uh, as it turns out nope he's performing uh, troll catching instead and mm. hunting and he's just yeah. kind of trying to and follows along from there it's just kind of cool how to bring like a, a myth of what it is into a modern day present setting and how you would Approach that and kind of show it in screen. So it's just kind of cool. It there's weird quirks in it, like yeah, they smell Christians better, and that yeah. becomes, <laughs> that have, becomes a that plot was, device. I thought you know. that was good, though. I thought that was. But then uh, they follow on then because then when well, they replace the cameraman, because. That guy dies. Yeah. Spoilers. Uh, they're like, uh, I'm Muslim, and they're like, mm, don't think. Not, not sure if that's gonna matter yeah. or not. <laughs> <laughs> that's an Abrahamic religion. I'm not sure, about yeah, this. yeah.
0: Like they don't know. That's so good. Yeah.
1: That's like yeah. The, the whole thing of like, yeah, there's loads of the big ones up there, and they're like, really, it's like, why do you think there's a big circle of power lines that goes nowhere? That's a fence. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, <laughs> so good. I'm okay. All right.
2: Right. And it's like
1: right. the fact that it all just comes down. What's the plot? Rabies. Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay. Yeah, that's they Just fine. have rabies. The the, the, the yeah no, it's, I I really like that film. It's just very well done. Like I also I really like the the the, the guy playing the hunter himself. I Can't remember his name. Yeah. but he's a stand-up comedian. In, a bunch like, of them are knowing, comedians. Uh, but it's like, but he's known for his really deadpan humor, and he has it in, in that. In that, yeah. yeah. And and people are like. I've seen people watch it and kind of go, "Is this meant to be funny?" And I'm like, and it's just like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's sort of." <laughs> but that I, I, I just think yeah. you can't help it.
0: It, it captures that folklore thing really well. Yeah. Of that, like, it's, there's re- elements of ridiculousness so is, in folklore. Yes. That you kind of have to play and straight and just That's kind of funny. go with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I actually picked Trollhunter as well. Weirdly. Oh really? <laughs> uh, so again, I got it back up but uh, the thing about Trollhunter, and I very nearly picked the game Okami for my game. Yeah. Is oh, that yeah. Uh, all the ones we've been talking about are looking at from a Western point of view, like where the the ones yeah, literally, yeah. literally coming to America with American gods, with Grimm, with all these choices. It's looking out to our ancestors, our Irish and Germanic and all these kind of folk tales, and looking at them from a Western point of view. Uh, Troll Hunter is a Norwegian movie made in Norway yeah. and uh, it's so fun to see their versions of things I kind of know about. So, uh, like the trolls eating rocks and having Some multiple heads, heads. and uh, uh, being able to smell Christians. That to me, I've they, never heard that before. It's such a random thing but yeah. you're like, Okay, it's their cultural shorthand. They yeah. they're like, oh yeah, they can smell Christians. I'm like, explain more. was like it's yeah. just accepted. And I'm like, okay. I spread. hope it's just some tale yeah. where it's like, yeah, they were Christians, so they ate children and yeah. stuff. And
2: you're like, oh, okay, right, right.
0: <laughs> but when I, when I was playing Okami, because it's kind of um, Japanese folklore and a little bit of history and a little bit of like mm. their, uh, Sham- yeah, the
1: Shamaratsu, the God Shamaratsu, yeah, religion. God Amaratsu,
0: the the again the sun god, uh, and uh, there was bits in that that were so ridiculous. That I didn't know whether I was supposed to know them or not. I didn't yeah. know it was a pure invention by the, the game, the or theme. whether this is a completely established thing that I knew. So I never knew whether anything was going to follow up. Like it's like, the, like you know, I know that foxes have nine tails sometimes in Japan. So I don't need to expect anything else to happen there. But like this talking flea that gets into this girl's dress because she's the goddess of peaches. And her like bottom is exposed. I'm like, I don't know what this means. I don't yeah. know if this is something I should already is this know okay about. Okay, or
2: yeah. is this weird or is it what? Yeah.
0: My my other
2: example for games was gonna be Neo as well, similar idea. Yeah. Because again it's like Japanese mythology being yeah. transplanted into a historical setting yeah. to
1: help explain. I one thing I loved about that was when it came out and everyone was like Oh, it's like a Japanese Dark Souls. It's like so Ninja Gaiden, then, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, look, you mean no, 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 no. It's like it's a Japanese, yeah so
0: Ninja Gaiden, yeah. Like, yeah. The, the guys made the game, the yeah. same game. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the same developers. Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I can I can pivot into my film then or yeah. sequel if you if you like, which is uh, Journey to the West, Conquering Demons, which is by Stephen Chow, the guy who did um, Kung Fu Hustle. Okay. Right. And mm. it is the Journey to the West story. It's Monkey, and it's about him. Uh, it's this big kind of. CGI extravaganza uh, and it, like it's um, again completely alien to me it is me watching a film that's a story I know because I've seen western that's adaptations right. of it but yeah. I've even seen Japanese adaptations like subtitles and stuff and they did this uh, version of it and it's about Monkey the kind of trickster god I'm just going to mention for the next one ha brilliant noted uh, but no, it is it is so much fun. I would absolutely recommend going and watching, uh, Troll Hunter and uh, Journey to the West, mm-hmm. uh, because you are seeing it through the eyes of someone complete who has completely different values, even. And there's bits in it where like, kids will get eaten by giant fish in like these kind of ones. and you're like, oh, they'll save him. And they don't. And you're like, yeah, oh, okay, so I guess oh. in your stories, that's just fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there's stuff that happens where you're like, I guess you guys just have different. Endings to your stories so that weird. I'm expecting. But the different uh, values placed on it. <laughs> yeah. And like, but, but one of my favourite things about Japanese stories is that like you'll say, and the bandit showed up and he turned himself into four foxes and you're like, S- wait, four? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Or like the Why monkey, four? <laughs> the monkey turned himself into the moon and you're like, no, what? There's this thing about size and number that they just don't care about. Him. Yeah. Uh, and it's so much fun watching. It's whimsical. you just, you're delighted watching this going, okay, I'm on board, let's do this. Let's go. Let's just keep okay. going.
1: Um, my own film is Rain of Fire. It's ah, fantastic! So, I didn't get the chance to see it in the cinema when it came out for whatever reason. I was just like, I, I, didn't go to see it. And I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. I look, It's so. It's Christian Bale is the main dude, mm. um, and and someone I had to just have to look up there is uh, Alexander Siddig, who's uh, Doctor Julian Bashir from DS 9 of isn't Oh, wow! I remember him jumping out. <laughs> Whose actual full name is I just had to I think this is amazing. Siddiq El Tahir El Fadil El siddiq Abd, Mohammed Ahmed Abdel Karim El madi So I can understand why goes by, I can understand why goes by Alexander. Um he's just writing that out, I get pissed off after about three <laughs> words and no, no just whatever. Um, the crowd's rolling, it's still the first guy, hang on. <laughs> yeah. And um and what's his name? Your man from True Detective. The, yeah
0: Texas guy yeah that one yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and there it's you know it starts off with the whole eh, like if he's a kid and his, his mother's working on like Christian Bell's character's kid his mother's working on the London Underground or expanding it and mm-hmm. they basically dig into a chamber that has an alpha um, an alpha male dragon in it yeah. and there's a lot of eggs and he wakes up and the whole thing of like there's a couple of things in it that I was like I really like how this is tied in so they dragons feed on ash that's mm. why they burn everything. Where does the fire come from? They have two different glands that secrete these chemicals, and when the chemicals mix, they make natural. They yeah. And it's like th- this type of thing. I'm like, this is a really yeah, like they, put into they it, have right? full yeah. Someone sat down and went, okay, I'm going to pretend this was real. Mm. How do I how do I logically explain everything? Mm. And they went through the whole thing, and I just it's the but like it's just kind of that information has trickled in. Across the whole thing, mm. they managed to do it while still showing really good action, mm. really good like set pieces. There's an amazing bit when in the clouds where they, they basically there's a group of guys called oh, the Valkyries they call them and right. they like they fly up into the air yeah. and then the guys bail out and um, the three guys running around on bikes and they're dropping these like triangulation thing, devices right. to act as like a radar because there's no there's no electricity left or anything yeah like, yeah so and yeah. like, um, and then you've got these guys bailing out of helicopters with nets trying to bring down dragons. <laughs> and they're so like, how many much. times how many times have you done this? And he, and they're like, um, and they're like, oh yeah, no, we we sent two guys up with the nets. And they're like, uh, how many dragons have you killed this way? And he's like, 18. And it's like, how many uh, guys have you lost? And he's like, 36. <laughs> and they, and he's like, they don't have parachutes. They just go up to take down the dragons. Yeah, That's why we call them Valkyries. And they're like, right, right okay, yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty fucking extreme. Like the <laughs> they're doing it. But again, it's just this whole thing of everyone is just kind of like okay, because it's just accepted. Of this is the the world that they're they're now in. Like, mm. but I just thought the treatment of the dragons and how they And then when I watched it, I was working at a video store, and it came out, and I was like, mm. I need something to put on, and yeah. I put it on. And the movement, how they did the dragons, how the dragons move? Mm. I was like, they actually move like predators. They move like somebody sat down and studied how tigers move and how. Mm. You know various like uh, predatory lizards moving they were like, and they made the move like that, and I was like, this is really, really yeah. good detail on it like i just I, I overall, I just found it like the story isn't amazing, but it's it's functional. the acting isn't stellar, but like it doesn't matter it's just again it's functional it's all there to serve the purpose of this is a popcorn movie where yeah. when you're watching it you're like i'm entertained yeah it's yeah. it's just a good film and I just that whole treatment of dragons because I think that the previous film. I know dragons have obviously have popped up in pop culture a lot more recently, between Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. The Hobbit, uh, all that type of thing. Dragonheart with Sean Connery. That was the that was the <laughs> film before it. That's what I was going to say. Dragonheart with Sean Connery was it was that was the film before it that had dragons in it. And before that, there was a film in like the eighties, and it was like one of the first uses of green screen and stuff like right, that. Right. And it was really it was dodgy, but it was like yeah, there was an attempt made, and then it was nothing. And obviously, you're growing up, you're like. Dragons, dragons are cool, yeah, and, I'm cool like, yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, ah, everyone I see dragon, Hang go, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that really didn't look like. And I think, it. I think that's partially what put me off so watching Rain of Fire, because a lot of the critics were like, oh, it's very generic and it's very, and I'm like, you're like. You're like I don't know if it was just that they were they were expecting like you know Shakespeare when they went yeah, to see him yeah. like yeah. I just want a popcorn muncher yeah I just want, want something that watch I can like big things like, yeah cool stuff yeah <laughs> and, and I watched it and I'm like this is this is really good why did I not watch this sooner and I kind of regret not seeing it on the big screen because yeah. I think those set pieces would have worked that much better on the big screen like hmm.
0: I think I think if everybody. If everybody in the movie knows how the dragons work, knows like they're predatory and everything like that, if they kind of get the feeling that they they know the internal logic, it really comes across and sells that kind of folklore that yeah. like they are a predator, but we we need to take them down. Yeah. Um. It's really but great. also the whole thing that they've basically blasted the planet mm.
1: because the you know they feed on the ash. I was like, I like that as well. That's a nice kind of to try and work off. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, otherwise, it's they'd just be flying around, and people would be kind of like you know. Let's just cover the streets and uh, they won't see us and we'll be fine. Like you know, put shutters on everything and yeah,
0: there's pour all out the windows. Speaking of folklore, there's also a scene that where two lads reenact a scene from Star Wars yes. for a group of children yes. who would never have seen it or have any idea. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's their it's cultural it's touchstone. Yeah. No, and uh, they 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 do a little sword fight for them, and it's actually really cute. It reminds me of Mad Max and stuff. We're going to do the tell where we've gone back to the oral history. We don't have. Movies yeah. and stuff anymore. So, yeah. This is what we're gonna pass on, and those kids will grow up believing that that happens. <laughs> they <laughs> even did a bit where he cut his hand off. Yeah, and everyone's like, <gasps> yeah. and then the kids are getting really into it." Like,
1: yeah, I, I, yeah it was a nice little touch, and it, it, it's that whole. It, it's the it, I always find films like that. It's they need that sense of normalcy. They need that whole mm. thing of this is what people would do to survive, to get by, to keep themselves sane. Yeah. it's like when disaster films don't have that a little those little normal details yeah. details. I find it, it really off-putting. It's like we were talking before about, you know, these big serious RPG games and stuff. Mm-hmm. There has to be sense of humor in that. It doesn't yeah. matter if the world's ending. Yeah. People use People gallows carry on. That's yeah. a, th- th- It's a coping mechanism. Yeah. So when everything is serious and there is no jokes, I'm like, you've just pulled me out of the fucking setting. Because yeah, there's yeah. no, you know. So when it, like I think that's why it works. Like the modern day versions of these folklore stories work. Because... It's humor that we get. It's references that we get, and then, like that's what I'm saying. What I was saying earlier about if the distance of time, it's like I'm not, I can't relate to anything around. What's well, meant to be normal everyday life? Yeah. So when the weird shit happens, I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, there's there's one just before we finish. up, just what I wanted to mention though, there's. It doesn't really fall into any of these categories. But again, it's come back to something I mentioned earlier: the No Sleep Reddit. Go onto the No Sleep Reddit and look up a thing called correspondence. Mm. Okay. So correspondence is very much something it's like picture the ring, which is kind of it was my backup for the, the folklore thing, because it's like it's not an established mm-hmm. folklore was like it created its own, but because it's the medium of, yeah. particularly for the time where the first one surfaced. I, I saw The Ring by somebody coming up to me and going, and oh, you give me the VHS and go and watch this. Yeah, that's brilliant. And I remember watching it with some of my mates, and then they finished, I, I just after that scene, one of their phones rang and the rest was right on it. Yeah! you know, don't touch <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it, but the correspondence is like The Ring, but for the internet. there okay. There is. It's about something that is spread through communi- digital communication. Mm mm a sinister force that is spread through digital communication. There is now, I think, 37 posts about it. And because everyone on the No Breta is, everything is real. All in, yeah. Yes, right? yeah. of course. But what happens is, the guy behind it, his, his username is Bloodstains. And this thing's been going on seven years. The last update was a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And what he does is, he'll create new accounts. Oh, that's great. And he'll post on, on it for up to a year. In all aspects of Reddit. Yeah, yeah. You become a regular person, and then they somehow get pulled in, and then things start getting weird.
0: That's Brilliant.
1: So you go back long to their long. history, and you yeah. can see, oh, yeah, yeah. And, th- and then he, like, other stories start popping up elsewhere, and going, oh, that's pretty good. And then you find out it's the same guy, and it's tied in, and it's like, but it's legitimately incredibly creepy. Yeah. And, like, I read all, like, 37 of them in one sitting. I, or I, I think I read 36 when I found it and then like when the, the new one came I was like oh, holy shit and I was like when you're reading you go awesome and then you're reading and you go why did I read this again because <laughs> it's, it's it, more than anything else. I think the only other um, like horror thing that has ever affected me so much is um, Hellraiser every time like, mm. I, I adore the Hellraiser series but every time I watch them, at some point, like I'll watch a marathon of them and I know I should never do it, but I do it. And then, <laughs> and then a few weeks later, within a few weeks, I will have a nightmare involving the Cenobites. Sure. And it proper fucks with me. And like for a night or two afterwards, I'm afraid to fall asleep because, <laughs> uh, like, I, just because even though I know the nightmare is not real, I don't want to experience it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and this is the only thing that's come close to that in right, terms right. of freaking me out. Like, where I'm like, oh, I really don't want to go downstairs. There's no lights on and everything. And, and just because I'm conscious of what happens in that thing. And it's, there's a lot of really, really good horror elements to it. And then there's even a point, in, like, halfway through or three quarter right way through, where the guy bloodstain starts going, so, yeah, I'm going to tell you about myself. But it's like, that's not my account name. Why am I talking like this? Why am I, oh, my God, I've just checked my history and all these. Have I been writing this all along? And Jesus. it's like, it really put, it's like, it's so well done. And then like you start finding these are a little bit scattered around Reddit that yeah. are all related to it. And there's a couple of the guys, um, some of the accounts that he resurrects only when he posts. So guy, accounts that have gone weird like five years ago. There's one and it's it's got the greatest name and I'm really jealous that I never thought of it before for something. It's Gin and Miskatonics. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> and I'm like, that, that's a really good name. Uh, and he, Gin and Miskatonics has the history of normal posting and then this thing. The whole idea is the entity gets stronger the more people talk about it online mm. as well. So you get these people, go, friends, co- yeah, the characters yeah. showing up that are mentioning it. Going, why are you talking about this? Will you please fucking stop? Mm. You know what I mean, like and and like they all feed into it, and they're just in the comment section. So nearly every post you have to go down through the comments because you find references. Yeah, in different it, like, people chatting, yeah. And it's but the ginimiskatonics has basically become a disciple of this entity, mm. and comes and comments when stuff is happening. It's just. But it's not something that falls into the other categories. It's a very it's a very impressive, unique system um, that your man has developed. I just love those kind of stories because like,
2: it doesn't take much of a leap yeah. to get to that belief. And you're like, okay, yeah. I'm bought in. And you're like, oh, maybe this could be real. And it's the whole thing yeah. of you're
1: reading it online and it's something that spreads
0: through online, online. medium. And you're like... Yeah no this is yeah I saw the ring on DVD and when you just said there I watched the ring on VHS I was like I have not seen the ring properly that would have been so fucking creepy yeah Yeah. to realise I have to eject it at the end and hold it (laughs) yes yeah
1: yeah yeah. and particularly when you're making like my mate who gave it to me had like put a sticker on it and then like partially ripped it off yeah, and everything like just video. i'm like yeah. you're a bastard he's like no i made that fresh that's what, that was a fresh video like and I, he just gives it he used to give it to people and yeah. just like that's then perfect like, but the thing was half the time he, he was well, he was waiting on a phone call from you going like what the fuck did you just show me because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah, this yeah. was like 2000 or 2001 and stuff yeah. like so but yeah correspondence on the no sleep reddit it's no just reddit.
0: It's a fantastic no piece of work cool. Um. so then that's it is there any other homework homework with quite a lot actually uh, I think we need to add Hellraiser and Buffy to the, the dy- dystropia drinking game just yeah maybe maybe uh, <laughs> American Gods I've just wrote, written a little note here for myself Dane Cook's cock so I'm going to yeah. look that up also a very a
2: very eloquently and uh, touching gay sex scene in that in that in okay. yeah. show as well oh, fantastic. yeah I no, it was actually between, quite well done. between a gin and another man so
0: oh, <laughs> Uh, supernatural. I think uh, we should link off to uh, Castiel watching porn. that will be a good little one to link off to <laughs> Just that scene. Uh, of note here: Slenderman is probably behind you, uh, and I mean that to the listener. He's probably behind you, like right now. Right now, he's a fan. So particularly, yeah. <laughs> particularly if you have any static going on. on yeah, absolutely.
1: So um, about sure, about, I'm just talking out of.
0: Put Uh <coughs> note for myself here to look up cosplays of the Lusty Ergonian maid again. Just yeah. to add to that folder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seriously watch Trollhunter everybody who hasn't heard of it is a fantastic uh, it's movie. on Netflix it's a great film um, and the no sleep Reddit that sounds amazing I'm going to look that up Uh, for people at home I probably recommend reading Candle Cove first as a little one shot to see if you like the kind of creepypasta uh, format it sounds familiar actually I think, I think it's very good but yep yeah, Halloween's coming so no sleep Reddit yeah. Yeah. cool cheers Thank all you. cheers That's our show. Hear more of Gus on the Nerd Eye podcast, available on SoundCloud and all good podcast apps. Remember to check us out at Dystropia on Facebook and Twitter. Have fun.